feel I feel great. Sorry. <laughs> I got to shake out my old bones sometime. <laughs> As I just like pause. I'm like, am I okay? Are my bones still there? Yes. They're still there. Are my bones still there? Oh, <laughs> fresh. What do you think your favorite movie is? Pride and Prejudice. Yeah? The one with... Um, Keira Knightley and Matthew uh, Keira Knightley. It's a really... It's a really solid one. I um, love Pride and Prejudice, man. Like, uh, the book, the movie, the, the whole thing. I didn't get it when I... Because I remember people were, like, obsessing over it, right? They were, like, obsessed uh-huh. with it. And me and my sister were like, I, like the, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And we hadn't watched it. And then okay. we watched it during the pandemic, and like halfway through, we were like, "I get it. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, it's so it's a good." Great movie. Do you know I was? God, I must have been like, I think like eighteen, nineteen. Um, like Clueless had come out. Yeah, and I had seen the movie Emma, like when I was pretty young my mom like liked these classical like love stories so I'd watch the movie Emma and I was like is this Emma like oh is it the same is literally like a modern retelling of Emma oh no way yeah I was like man this is really like point for point yeah very similar um that's so funny I know I love that kind of shit too. I would I would love if they'd put like Pride and Prejudice in like a modern setting. I was like, yeah. Oh. There's, I mean, there's no I'm sure way, there's but some, but like super weird. But <laughs> no, I love um, it. And then I went back and reread it because um, I read it when I was like young, like early high school or like late middle school, which is too young yeah. to like get too it. Young. I was like, this mm-hmm. is stupid. She hated him, and now all of a sudden she doesn't. And it's like, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't get it. But I reread yep, it. Yep. And I was like, this is amazing. I know. You're like, oh. I'm like, they did this stuff for her. They've got the banter. They've got the chat. So what's going on? Hi. How you doing? Hi. Oh, so good. Beautiful day in New York City. Oh, you know. Amazing. We vibing out here. All my bones are still in my body. <laughs> Just had to check them. So I actually, I asked Noah this today. I was like, how long do you think? So I was talking about this show. It was called like Being the Barkers or something like that. Like Travis Barker was married to like this, you know, hot Oh, chick. his old Shayna or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is And they had a reality show. <laughs> no, that's, I was like, that's amazing that you know that. Um they had this reality show, but she was, like, just constantly in bed. Like, that was – and I don't I don't know if it's accurate because, obviously, it's reality television. But, like, every shot of her, she's just in bed. That's so she's good. like, watching TV. She's napping. And I was like, how long do you think you could stay, like, in bed? Like, you can get up to pee and stuff like that. But, like, how long do you think you could stay, like, in bed for? Um, well, I was thinking about this cause I know like I was watching a show where someone was like on bed rest for like, like she was pregnant and she was on bed rest. Yeah. And like, yeah. 
I think I could be okay for, oh, if I had to, I would start to go insane around like day two. Yeah. That feels so short, but like. That's what I said. I was like two, three days, maybe. Like if someone was bringing you food too, so you're like really not doing anything, two or three days. Because I've definitely spent at least one whole day in bed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that's pretty normal More to than that. once. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, listen, if I'm like hungover, I'm just like, I'm not going to leave. Yeah. And <laughs> and we'll check back in tomorrow. You know? It'll be better tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, like if someone was like, you have to stay in bed, I'd be like, can I go outside? I know. And they're like, no, in bed. I'd be like, what about just the bodega? <laughs> Also, the minute, like, I'm not choosing to stay in bed, I'm going to get restless and annoyed. Like, mm-hmm. if if I'm like, mm, self-care day, this one's just for Hannah, then yep. <laughs> and that's, like, that's different than someone being like, you can't leave. Like, you're stuck. Right. I would be like, oh, no, hives. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. No, I agree. That definitely has, like, that mental element to it where you're like, Self-care day versus prisoner? Yeah, right. Hmm. I don't think I like the prisoner part. Uh. Versus the grandparents and Willy Wonka. All right. So what are we talking about? Oh, do you want... I was like, did we introduce the show? <laughs> um, yeah. Welcome to Disastrous. This is the show where we usually forget to introduce the show. And that <laughs> is just totally emblematic of what the show's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. We're a little messy, but that's just, that's life and that's this podcast. And it makes us cute. Yeah, exactly. We're endearing. (laughs) And if you've been listening since the beginning, um, you know that the world can be like a sloppy Joe. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, sometimes so can we, and it makes for good entertainment. So, I do like the world can be like a sloppy Joe. Yeah. Ain't that right? Wow. That was yeah. profound, dude. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I got some nuggets of, uh, of wisdom, so. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to take the I'm going to take the wheel. Call me Jesus because I'm taking the wheel. Um, All right, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So I, I was doing my write up. For this, and I wrote like two non sequitur intros, and we're gonna do them. We're gonna talk about both of them. So, have oh, you? Yes, ever... dude, I love this. I'm yeah. So excited. Did you ever think in your head about like the least or like the safest place to live, like the least disaster prone place to be? Did you ever I do have that as thought a kid? about it? I, I do these like I consider them like mental exercises. Sure to to think about these things like what would i do in this scenario what would i do in this scenario like oh nice what is like the safe like where is the safest place to live i believe it would be like the middle like middle of the country probably like oklahoma somewhere in there yeah because i remember like when i was a child i would like really think about this a lot because I'm like (laughs) like sweetheart you've been in the bathroom for a really long time you're like I'm thinking (laughs) so it's like on California you got like earthquakes and shit 
But then mm-hmm. Hawaii and Alaska, well, Hawaii has volcanoes, Alaska's cold, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and has a- avalanches, I guess. And then I was like, okay, middle of the country, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Tornado Alley. Well, and that is, I'm like, besides the tornadoes, but how often are like the tornadoes, like they are really dangerous. Like, I guess yeah. you have good good homeowners insurance do you have a bunker you know like these are definitely things but like but also it's probably not going to be underwater that's and that's the other thing is i was like new york seems pretty good but now new york is going to be underwater in like a year like (laughs) i know i'm like thank god i live on a hill (laughs) you come stay with me girl it's all good amazing so what did you determine though I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know Undecided. why I brought this up, but it was just like on my mind. Because <laughs> I used to, as a kid, like spend a good time, amount of time thinking about this. I like, first of all, that's absolutely adorable. You must have been like the most precocious little kid. Like I can see you sitting like I have a picture of like little Hannah sitting on like a dock, like with your feet in the water. <laughs> Being like, where's the safest place in America to live? (laughs) Yes. And I think like whenever there were hurricanes in my hometown, so like Hurricane Sandy hit us in Mm -hmm. Westchester pretty hard. And like Mm -hmm. my parents would be like, all right, get in the car. We're going to go drive around and look at everything. That's awesome. First of all, like (laughs) that's how you become like a true crime, like disaster junkie. (laughs) Ooh, you see that, Hannah? That house is split in half. That was my one little thing to talk about. No, I'm like, I could talk about this shit with you all day, dude. The second second thing from my childhood that I was reminded of while I was doing my research this week is actually a little more closely related to what I'm going to be telling you about. So when I was in either middle school or high school, I read this book that like deeply affected me. Oh, really? It it was called, and then, like, I always forget about it, and then every now and again, like, someone will say something that reminds me of it. It was called Life As We Knew It by Susan Beth Pfeffer, and basically, the moon gets hit by an asteroid. It's like a science fiction, speculative fiction book. The moon gets hit by an asteroid, and it gets knocked closer to Earth, and then, like, the tides get messed up, like, there are earthquakes, and, like volcanoes and there's like ash in the sky and everything is frozen um and like i genuinely think this book like contributed to to my anxiety disorder (laughs) (laughs) you did this to me (laughs) i'm like do i have a case against susan beth pepper (laughs) seriously susan But I was reading this story that I'm going to tell you about, and I thought of that book. So I'm going to talk to you about a volcano today. A volcanic eruption. And that volcanic eruption sent this gnarly amount of sulfur into the stratosphere. And just like in that book, the cloud of ash in the stratosphere, like totally globally threw things out of whack. Oh, my God. What happened? Mm-hmm. So we are in West Nusa Tenggara province of Indonesia. Okay. And that's about 10,000 miles from us, 
which is just about as far away from us as you can get. Um, oh, it's like almost the midpoint. Honestly, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like on the exact opposite exactly. side of the world. When you said 10,000 miles, I was like, that doesn't seem like that far. How far is that? Ohio? I, was. I genuinely thought you were going to be like, it's about as far as Ohio. I was like, oh, wow. I will say That's I was close. like, I did Google like, what is the furthest away you can be on Earth? Because I was like, I yeah. think I know how to do this calculation, but I don't trust myself. Right, 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 right. Okay. So we're in that province. And more specifically, we're on Sambawa Island. There's a stratovolcano, and it's called Mount Tambora. So a stratovolcano is kind of just like the cliche, like cone shape, really tall layers and layers, um, and they tend to be the most destructive and explosive. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So. Somebody's got a temper, huh? Oh, yeah. So in uh, the 1800s, Mount Tambora, she has been dormant for a few centuries. She's not just hanging out, though. She's prepping. She's getting ready. She is building up pressure. I'm sorry, for a couple centuries? I believe so, yes. Oh, shit. Oh, girl. Yeah. She's holding the grudge, huh? Uh-huh. It's like when your, uh, like your uterine lining gets really thick right before mm-hmm. your period. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I understand it. <laughs> 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 this is the worst <laughs> metaphor. You must have oh, been God. hilarious like, to have in science class. They're like, yeah, so like these layers, they build up. And you're like, like your period in your uterus, right? <laughs> it's like every kid being like, oh, shit, did I say organism or orgasm? Orgasm, <laughs> shit, I did it again. So, um, did I say amoeba or did I say enema? <laughs> or areola? Oh, no. <laughs> So in 1812, shout out to the war, um, the war of 1812. (laughs) You kill me, bro. So Mount Tambora (laughs) starts rumbling and starts creating a dark cloud, which made me realize that volcanoes can sometimes just like rumble for years and years. That's terrifying. That's really, I don't, I don't need mountains to rumble. Mm Mm-mm. And sometimes they do it, and then they stop, and then they do it again. And I'm like, how do you know when it's a bad one? Yeah. How could you possibly know? Uh, Like, you just have to roll the dice every time that, like, this, essentially, like, a mountain with an angry belly could just ruin (laughs) your life. Kill everybody, you know. Tubby troubles. Yeah, it's got a little rumbling in the tumblings. Like, is it going to come out? Or do you need, like, some seltzer water? That Isn't that, like, Yellowstone has been, like, rumbling forever? Am I dumb? Oh, really? Oh, I don't know. No, you're not dumb because I don't know anything about that. Okay, so this volcano was getting ready to blow. Three years later, so it's rumbling for three years. Three years later, April 5th, 1815, the eruption cycle begins. Large explosions start sounding. There were nearby British settlers who actually thought that cannons were being fired. And then later on, the explosions got closer together and they thought it was like gunfire. They were like, oh, shit, get dressed. Get dressed, Colonel Timothy. Like, (laughs) oh, God. No, no, you forgot your cap. (laughs) Yeah. So 
The morning of April 6th, volcanic ash begins to fall. And eruptions finally intensify to the point of, like, the baking soda explosion that we all expect um, at about 7 p.m. on April 10th. So it's, like, five days of this cycle kind of starting. The tummy rumblings, and then they finally projectile vomit. Exactly. And and lava. Boy, was it a projectile. So April 10th and 11th. So, like, night of April 10th into April 11th, three columns of flame rose and merged. Oh, my God. That's some, like, apocalypse shit. Mm -hmm. The mountain became a, quote, flowing mass of liquid fire. Honestly, so sorry to interrupt. Yes. How terrifying is lava itself? Is liquid fire, which is, like, it, two bad things combined. I'm not saying liquids are bad. <laughs> Amanda <laughs> hates water. You heard it here first. I know, I know this is a hot take, but I'm not a big fan of liquids in any kind, any shape, form. No, like, eat, eat things. Eat your juice. Eat your juices. Just eat a bunch of grapes. There's water content. I guess my whole thing is when you have fire that's acting like liquid yeah is really really scary because it can ooze into places and like yeah and moves fast like way more destructive yeah it moves fast and it feels way more destructive which is interesting i don't like and i don't know if it is compared to like a wildfire but like yeah it, it does like have more of a visual like a terrifying visual to it almost yeah, like I'm I'm envisioning, you know, like if you have this is the second time I'm going to mention a bunker. But if you have like a bunker, like an underground one that you're like, "Oh, there's another there's a volcano, there's an a whatever," and you close the door, if there's fire coming across the top, you're probably fine. Maybe, yeah. But if there's lava, it's like eating a hole into your I don't know. I don't know either. I don't, know I don't... I don't know how to like protect from something like that. Like, I, I feel if like you're a scientist. Write to us. Yeah, honestly, I feel like here Tell in America, things. like, uh, or I'll say mainland America, because I don't know mm-hmm. what it's like culturally in Hawaii. We're kind of like volcano schmalcano. Who needs to worry? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I, that is not even close to a part of my life. Yeah. Like, so doesn't affect me at all, so I have a really hard time thinking about it. We have, like, Mount St. Helens and, like, a, like some volcanoes on the West Coast, but it's like, don't know. Don't know how to deal with them. No, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. Run? I'd say run. <laughs> High ground? Nope. Doesn't help. Um, nope. <laughs> so we have the lava going down the side of the mountain. There were pieces of pumice, which is, like, the volcanic stone, which now okay. is in, like, everyone's skincare routine. Um, yep. And they were up to eight inches in diameter, and they were raining from the sky. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, eight inches, that's, like, um, like a small basketball? Yeah, it's like a little pizza. Like a, yeah, like a little personal like a personal pizza. pan pizza. Dude, a personal pan pizza is not enough for one person. No, give me a regular size pizza. That's a personal pizza. Give me a regular person. That's a personal pizza. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Trying to make this point for years. At least somebody gets it. Um, So 
the volcanic ash is raining down. There are like big old rocks ha- raining down. Um, you know, the lava is flowing fast. The explosions from the volcano were heard into the next evening on Sumatra Island, which is more than 1,200 miles away. What? Yeah. A, is a thousand miles away? That had to have been so loud. They were hearing it from that far away. How is that even possible? I have no clue. But there was like wow, a dark nuts. cloud that covered like 370 miles or something. Like, holy shit. It's like incomprehensibly massive. And I'm, that's why I'm like, my brain is having a hard time like grasping. Yeah. That kind of, wow. All right. 1,200 miles, I think, is like if shit went down in California and we could hear it. Yeah. yeah. I think, right? I think. Probably more like uh, like North Dakota and we could sure. hear Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, fuck. The volcano exploded so much that it shrank. The elevation went from 14,000 feet to 9,350 feet. So, like, that much, like, mountain was either, like, eaten away or, like, thrown up into the sky or something, which I didn't realize happened. I'm not a mathematician. (laughs) Is that, like, that's, like, a quarter? It's, like, 5,000. Yeah, 5,000 feet it shrank. Like, almost almost a a quarter? I think that's, like, a third of its size. The mountain is just, like. Yeah. Whew. Yikes. It's, like, (laughs) that was. It's like, Something oh, I'm going to go into way, the sky now. It's <laughs> weighing me down. Oh, my God. So uh, at the end of the day, the eruption of Ma- Mount Tamboro is the largest eruption in recorded human history. And we think it's the largest eruption of the Holocene, which is like the past 10,000 years. Oh, wow. Um, just like if people know about the 1981 Mount St. Helens explosion, it was about 100 times more powerful than that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I feel like any explosion is is bad. Yeah. But then you said a hundred. Yeah. A hundred times? Yeah. A hundred thousand times? Yeah. It's insane. That's, um, that's too much. So now to kind of like look at the impact of things. Well, mm-hmm. one, the entire village of Tambora surrounding the volcano was wiped out. Oh. Um historians and like uh what is it archaeologists think that there was like a whole language that got erased because of this which is insane wow yeah or at least a dialect right like yeah no definitely um wow death tolls tend to vary with like these older disasters and especially like Mm -hmm. something like this which is like who's to say but Mm -hmm. There's an estimate that puts 10,000 instantly dead from the lava and the explosion. And then uh, they think 48,000 people died on Sambawa Island, which is like the main island that the volcano is on. And Mm -hmm. some of those are from like starvation or like disease from the ash in the air. The water supply got like really messed up from all the raining ash. Um, I bet. And like, especially like if it's an island, they're probably like a lot of fishing. Yeah. Like that's like their main food. Yeah. Source. Wow. 
And then, like, the the rocks and, like, trees that had fallen would, like, make these really big obstacles in the sea. So a lot of ships were trapped, actually, which, like, could also have a big part to do with things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's awful. Can you imagine what, what, like, those fish, if you caught any... I mean, they're probably all dead. They're just, just like gray. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like they're just like ashy gray, Ugh. just floating along the top. And you're like, we can't eat these, gray. right? Can we? No, <laughs> we can't. No. It's like the fish in the Can Lorax we? that like walk up <laughs> and go away. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I'm out. See you guys. I'm gonna hit the showers. Like, can't oh eat him. Oh my god. Oh, gross. <laughs> So, uh, the next closest island is Lombok, and 44,000 people died from, like, similar things. You know, starvation, uh, lack of clean water, illness. Honestly, Um, I can't think of, like, starvation has to be one of the worst ways to go. It's so, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Oh, that breaks my heart. Oh, my God. Especially if, like, I don't know, like, their vegetation is destroyed. But also, like, yeah, if you're fishing and you're able to get fish, but it's, like, not edible. Or, like, it's just, like, your resources have been, like, completely Destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't think of a, I mean, I was going to say, I can't think of a worse disaster. (laughs) I mean, listen. It's a pretty bad one. This is a pretty gnarly one. Um, This is gnarly for sure. This part kind of like makes like makes a very specific part of me afraid. But like smaller Mm -hmm. explosions continued until July 15th. And there were smoke emissions until as late as like August 23rd, which is like I think about it. And it's like you just went through like a trauma and now it's just, like, continuously triggered for, like, months. Yeah. You're just like, always afraid that that volcano's going to explode again. Exactly. And, like, it just, like, projectile vomited hot, like, lava all over your food supply, your yeah. home, your friends, your family. And then it continues to do this, like, belch yeah afterwards it's like uh, am i gonna and you're like are you gonna and like you better not you better not it's like it's like when your cat has like a hairball and it's like and they're like on the rug and you're like trying to Mm. run and get them off the rug no 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 (laughs) no yeah um but Uh, worse but a lot worse you know this one's pretty just heavy (laughs) sorry about it so That was the area immediately around the volcano, but there's kind of one more thing to look at, which is the global impact, which relates back to the book that scarred me for life. (laughs) (laughs) So this volcanic eruption caused global climate anomalies for years. So the volcano, I know. The volcano erupts, 60 million tons of sulfur are released into the stratosphere. The spring and summer of 1816, which was like a year after the explosion, 
it became known as the summer that never was. Well, that is the most terrifying thing to call any season. Mm -hmm. The summer that never was? Yeah. There was this... That's spooky. It really is. There was this veil of sulfur that you could see in Northeast United States, Mm -hmm. which, again, we are as halfway around the world. Um, It wasn't dispersed by wind. Rain didn't really affect it. And it reddened and dimmed the sun. Oh, my God. That is terrifying. So you're just living in the dark. I was going to say, I was like, can you imagine us right now? We're just like, beep, beep, beep. We're like podcasting. We're just like doing our thing. And then the sky just like darkens. And gets red. And then it turns red. Oh, fuck out of here. I'd be like, end of days. It Start praying. If you don't over. pray, try we're it done. out. Try it yeah. out. For the, yeah, we're done. I'm religious now. <laughs> So some historians actually link this event to Mary Shelley writing Frankenstein because like it's sad girl summer. <laughs> Everyone is sad. And like I got all, you. All these like works of art kind of came out of it and they were like, oh, the volcano. <laughs> uh, the volcano. It kind of fucked yeah. with her, huh? <laughs> She's like, yeah, here's my book. So the global temperature decreases by 0.7 to 1.3 degrees Fahrenheit, which, like, doesn't seem like a lot. But, like, nowadays we know that, like, half a degree changes everything. Like, changes a lot. So um, in early June, there were frosts in Connecticut and there was snowfall in New York and Maine in June. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Again, Drop to your knees, friends. Yeah. Because it's happening. These are it's all over. These are the seven signs or whatever. This is the Seriously, coming. Seriously. I'm like, this is it. The I'm four horsemen. No... <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I'm expecting now to see, like, you know, headless vampire type things. Just yeah, literally. We're done. Running to Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, And by Wendy's, I do mean Wendy's General Mart. (laughs) So uh, Quebec City got a foot of snow in June, which like I don't think we haven't even gotten a a foot of snow in January yet. It was literally like 60 degrees out a few days ago. God, I was skipping down the street. I was like, oh, my God, I love this weather. Then I was like, oh, wait. (laughs) Oh, no. Probably not for oh, very long because I'm going to be dead soon. I, I like <laughs> truly, I can't think about it too much. It gets so, it's like so paralyzing. I know. Well, and it's just like, especially for like people with anxiety, it's like, well, at what point are we just like, this is bad. This is bad. This, but you know, you could count a thousand things on your yeah. fingers and be like, this is all very bad. That's at what point are you just like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. It's just not even going to I'm going to live in a hole. Yeah, exactly. Just like, I'm out. Like, mentally, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And then you no. just check out. Well, in the meantime, we're going to keep podcasting. Well, let's keep talking. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you a little bit more about shit that got fucked. <laughs> Excuse my French. Um, there were 
rivers in Europe that froze over. Uh, tons of crops were ruined in June. <sighs> I think like throughout the whole summer. Actually, there were crops that were ruined. So prices of like wheat and grain shot up um, because of the high cost of food, the constant cold and just like the disease that having sulfur in the air brings. Typhus was really gnarly from 1816 to 1819. Ew, typhus. Yeah. Can you remind me a little bit about that one? I got cholera and tuberculosis kind of locked down. Typhus. But- Typhus is the rash, headaches, fever, delirium, and it happens a lot during wars and famines. Does oh, typhus man. still exist? Yeah, kind of. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's not no, the spiraling. answer you want. Typhus. No. <laughs> occasionally, cases continue to occur in areas where extreme overcrowding is common. Oh, good lord! Uh, get me out of New York City. Damn you, New York City! <laughs> God damn you, Susan, for writing that book. I know. Susan should pay for my Lexapro. (laughs) Seriously. Um, China and Tibet were also impacted with, like, crops, trees, and water buffalo killed. Uh, Globally, it became the worst famine of the 19th century. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. So this volcano caused a actual famine. People are, like, nervous about directly linking it too much to the volcano, but I do think it set a lot of things in motion and probably directly contributed to a lot of things that just, like, completely messed with the 1810s. (laughs) Wow. Fuck. Yeah. So... thank God they didn't have TV or anything to distract them. (sighs) All they could do was be like little Hannah and just sit with their feet in the water. (laughs) Think about their doom. Oh, God. So uh, years later, in 2004, scientists returned to the volcano and did a little underground radar exploration. And much like Pompeii, they found like a little house buried with two adults and a lot of artifacts that had like survived, quote unquote. Hmm. Um, But a lot of things. What they find. They just like bowls and ceramics and things like that. A lot of things mm-hmm. had been instantly carbonized by the heat of the magna magma, which is wild. And also, yeah, I'm like, I was like, that's interesting. I'm like, if I'm gonna die because of this volcano, I'd rather be right at the base, right? Like, instantly when... carbonize me. Yeah, it's like, um. <sighs> I was actually thinking about that as like you started the story and I'm like, man, like people were instantly killed. Right. So it's just like, like, Hey, what's that dead? Yeah. You know, and you're probably a little scared for a couple minutes before that, but you don't really like writhe in pain. Right. You're just kind of, I don't know. I mean, where, how are we to know? How would we know? (laughs) This is a speculative podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah the wow. area around uh, and it's you know what it's a lovely story with a lovely ending um, <laughs> i have no doubt darling because the area around mount tambora was resettled like in the 1900s it started right after the volcano it started to get resettled and then in the 1900s 
nature had come back so much that there was a large forest so a logging company got to move to town (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that is tragic as fuck dude the the earth is trying to heal itself and we're just not letting it seriously it's like it's up and like walking around again it's like i'm actually feeling like pretty good i got like a little headache or whatever but i feel fine i can probably and then just like bang it over the head with a shovel yeah just knee it in the gut oh um also oh my god another incredible business came to town there's a coffee plantation and of course coffee plantations are so ethical always my god i it's actually like i don't want to say comical but kind of comical it is that they're like this place was completely destroyed and decimated by this like natural event and they're like and it got better and then we ruined it and not just once we doubled down i know what are you talking about like that's insane and also, it's, like, it did really, like, regrow. And there was, like, a lush forest and, like, a lot of different, like, species there. There were tons of species of birds. And, like, no, we're just going to hunt all those. And we're going to cut down their homes. And we're going to make coffee. And, yeah. That is so absurd. That yeah. Like, that is obviously the part that makes me the most angry about this story because, like, volcanoes are just going to volcano, you know? Exactly. There's not much we can do about it. Not much we can do. But we could just leave this island alone. Yeah. And, like, let nature just be. Like, Like, let it heal itself, truly. Capitalism. So, luckily... Uh, or thankfully, after like a lot of hunting and logging threatened the local animals and wildlife, it was finally classified as a national park in 2015. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh that's so great. Oh, that's so you. precious I, of you. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I'm going to have to write a letter. And I'm just. Oh, another thing to make a petition for. I know. I was like, I have to spend money on GoFundMe to protect this <laughs> island that I've never been to, but. <laughs> Change.org, oh, here I come. Exactly. <laughs> well, oh, that's so great. So the. But yeah, uh, that is that is the worst volcanic eruption in recorded history. Wow. Well, that was amazing. That had, you know. Ups and downs, mostly downs. <laughs> yeah, a lot of downs. Then a, a lot of downs, but then an up right at the end. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. Of course. As my therapist would say. Um, <laughs> I do. Okay. Because I just told the, the like, heaviest story in the world and made us spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. do want to do a little good news. Yeah, great. And that is that I found the single best television show of all time. Let me hear it. I got it's, it. I got it. I got to do it. It's great if you get a, a little stoned. Um, okay. 
And I'm people might have I don't know who's heard of this or not because I had never heard of it, but it came out like a year or two ago. It's called Cooking with Paris, and it's Paris Hilton learning to cook. And it is well, that's just plum adorable, funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because she is (laughs) like I I want to write an essay about like. The <laughs> the presence or lack of self awareness in the Paris Hilton character, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh I'm I, I'm a it's oh you gotta watch it I gotta it's watch so it so good I have to oh my god yes this is priority number one especially like when you see like the lack of self awareness in somebody I'm just like wow I mean it might not be her that might not be her actual like. Yeah. Who she actually is. But a lot of but it is seeing like. seeing it. A lot of it is like making jokes about it. Because I think like there's almost this like effect where it's like we've gone around the sun one too many times. And now we're making fun of like making fun of her. Which is. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's so funny. Um, I love it. Like my whole family watched it together. Oh. It's for the whole up family. Till, like twelve thirty, watching Cooking with Paris, uh, and my mom was like, "This is insane." <laughs> and then at the end of the vacation, my mom was like, "That's hot." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it is, girl. Yeah. yeah, it is." So yeah, that's hot. Um, that's amazing. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Um. I've been, since I watched Wednesday, I've just kind of been, like, lost. What do I do now? (laughs) Like, what other, what else are the teens watching? (laughs) Yeah, what are the kids watching? I want to know. And, like, I actually scrolled through. So there's, like, my Netflix thing, and then there's, like, the kids version. And I'm, like, flipping through it, and Noah's, like, why are you going through the kids section of Netflix? I'm, like, I just want to see what they're up to. So maybe something good. The Boss Baby Christmas special. What? Like, <laughs> is there a Boss Baby Christmas special? No, I don't think so. I don't oh, think so. But maybe, how do we get that to happen? <laughs> TM, 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 TM. <laughs> Trademark Disastrous Podcast. Get us involved. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. I mean, for me. Yes. So, uh, do you want to tell us? Tell us. Do you want to tell me where to yeah. find and follow us? Yeah, Amanda, here's the deal. Um, so if Amanda <laughs> wants to follow It's been 24 episodes us, already. You should already know. <laughs> so we are at DisastrousPod on Instagram, at DisastrouslyPod on Twitter. You can go ahead and email us. Let me know what you think of cooking with Paris and if you're going to try any of her recipes. Um, that is at DisastrousPod at gmail.com. And make sure to like, you know, rate, review, subscribe. Give us all the good loving on iTunes. And we appreciate that. Yeah, we love loving. All right, you guys. Well, this has been disastrous. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And we love you and respect you. And we'll catch you on the catch you. Catch you? We'll catch you. Catch you. We'll catch you. Catch you on the flippy floppy. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) 